on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue. Raiders Chip Walters joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. All right, it's the second hour of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, and I, for one, am really excited about this next segment because I always love when we get to just speculate on ridiculousness of pro sports. <laughs> And how nobody knows what's coming. You know? You just never know. And it's wild to me how... I don't even know how to explain it. It, It's wild how a player can do so well maybe in interviews... You know, a lot of folks can get the job. Can you do the job? (laughs) And we've said that so many times on this show, you know. And it just, it, it blows my mind how someone who has worked their entire life, and I'm not going to say for one goal, but with this particular goal in mind, one would think. You don't just happen up on... Very an NFL roster spot. Yeah, I mean, very rarely happens. I mean, Vince Papali, maybe, but but even he was working for it. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there's some luck involved in getting here, but you've got to do a lot to put yourself in position to even take advantage of whatever luck is involved. I mean, I don't think. You know, it's not like Isaiah Wilson was just walking down the street and all of a sudden he's a first-round draft pick. Right. He he wanted to be a first-round draft pick. He thought he was a first-round draft pick. You know how I know? Because that's what he said. Let me, let me read it to you. <laughs> On if he expects to get a starting position as a first-round pick, 
Isaiah Wilson said, quote, I expect to do whatever Coach Vrabel needs me to do. In my heart, I always felt I was a first-round pick all the way, but whatever Coach needs me to do to help assure the team victory, whatever I need to do, the team comes before me. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. <laughs> all right, Murray. <laughs> Dang, we already on Murray? Awesome. Look, if you don't know what we're talking about, because we haven't really explained it. Isaiah Wilson last night, the first-round draft pick of the Tennessee Titans, was placed on non-football reserve list. and Late in the year. like No, just like two weeks ago. Oh, I thought... <laughs> I thought he was no. Well, he he was placed on. I'm not sure if it was a suspension after his last because he played a game. Mm-hmm. He played a play. Then one of his four. Yeah, uh, he he played like one play, and <laughs> then uh, then he he went off on something else. And anyway, couple, he was away from the team when the season ended. That's correct. Before the regular season ended. He was away from the team. And officially on their, you know, as they're getting ready for for the draft, he is on their non-football reserve list. So that basically means that until he shows up and does whatever, he don't get paid. Okay? Last night. That'll get your attention. Last night he tweeted he was done with football as a Titan. And I sure am glad he qualified that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because... But if you're hey, done, it's 31 other teams out there, man. If you're done as a Titan, the next place you're going to play is with the Music City Fire. No, Joe Campbell ain't taking that on, bro. I'm just I saying... <laughs> you might be playing against the Music City Fire. What I'm saying is you're going to be in some... Podunk, you're not indoor playing, football You're league. not playing in the NFL after the year that he has had. You're either playing for the Tennessee Titans or you're going to give about half that money back that they didn't gave you. Maybe more. Mm. His, You know his agent called him last night and said, hey, take that crap down. <laughs> take it down right now. Because if you don't show up, you don't get paid. That's how this works. You have to show up or you don't get paid. So, anyway. Um, you mentioned on a, on a Facebook post, and somebody else had, had mentioned this, that, you know, the Titans really whiffed on this one. But did the Titans really whiff? And I don't, I, you know, and the point that was made in asserting that the Titans whiffed was that, you know, perhaps they did not do their due pre-draft diligence in the initial stages of a global pandemic. And my thought is, okay, yeah, we were in the beginning stages of a global pandemic. I don't think John Robinson and the Titans neglected any stones that needed to be turned over on a first round pick. I, I think I think they did as much as they could have done 
Um, uh, I and as re- much as they would have done otherwise, I, I, you know, and I don't, I don't have anything to base that on other than my feeling that John Robinson is, is a professional. Uh, I think he's well-respected throughout the league. Um, I don't think they took any shortcuts. I don't think they cut any corners as they got ready for the 2020 draft or, you know, considered whether or not to take Isaiah Wilson in the first round. I, I, I think something happened with that kid. Either, either he really hid something well or he's got something going on. You know, I don't know, but I, I just think they missed. But I don't think it was any fault of theirs. I mean, you miss on guys. You know, ask the San Diego Chargers front office if they'd have taken Ryan Leaf knowing everything they know. I mean, sometimes you just miss. And it's, again, it. this is different than Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell. They just weren't good football players. We don't know how good Isaiah Wilson is. Because <laughs> we never got a chance to find we out. We don't know if he is a first-round draft pick physically and ability-wise. We have no idea because it's clear to me that he was put in – he wasn't prepared for adult life. I think – and I'm going to make some people really mad right now. But I think a lot of that can be attributed to his college football coach. Had Isaiah Wilson played college football at the University of Alabama, I don't think this happens. I think Kirby Smart is a little bit lax. I think he's not nearly as um, professional and doing things in the way that Nick Saban does and probably get away with a lot more over in Athens. And I'm just telling you, had had he played his college football at the University of Alabama, I don't think that this is an issue. I think he would have been a top five draft pick. Because physically, I think he's Or there. he would not have completed his college football One career. of the two. One of the two. Because <laughs> either whatever issues he has would have surfaced there, or they would not have surfaced at all. That's correct. I'm just saying, I think... I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I think on the whole... Nick Saban and that staff probably get you more ready for the entire NFL experience, maybe than than a lot of other places. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not, it's not really a knock on Kirby Smart as much as it is a uh, other a than that, that's just who he played for. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's more of a praise of how you know of the process. I mean, the hashtag capital the T capital P. Yeah. yeah, the process. You're right. Now, I will say this. I saw a fantastic, fantastic tweet. And I thought, man, because this is, this is exactly like how I grew up and how I can, I can relate to this. Somebody said, that boy's mama needs to move to Nashville. 
Because I'm just telling you, <laughs> if my mama moved to Nashville after me doing this and stuff like this, it would not be good. You know what? I mean, <laughs> some some people just need a trusted adult in their life, and and that's not that's not a knock. That's not a bad thing. That's just um the reality of it. I mean, you saw that. You know the the veteran, the veterans at his position in that locker room were not able to get through to him. Somebody needed to be able to get through to him because, bottom line, that's a lot of money on the line. Exactly for him and the Titans. Yeah, and and the Titans tried to find somebody that could get through to him that he would listen to. You know. They were unable to do so. Apparently, in his camp, there was nobody that he would listen to, and and so now we we are where we are. And he's a lot closer to not playing a fifth snap yeah. in the NFL than than he is to playing for another team. <sighs> but he's done as a Titan. Supposedly, I don't think that's the case. I, I think he's he's got to show up. I, I think he's done. Period. He's got to show up. Now, what happens after that? He's I, coming to camp. Is what I, I'm telling. I, I don't. I, I don't know if he is. I don't know if the Titans. The Titans may just be ready to cut ties and and wash their hands of this whole situation. And I don't know that you could blame them if they allow him come and he leaves on his own that opens the opportunity to get some of that money back mm. <laughs> and i think that's a possibility of you know that that could be i don't know i don't know how all that works um i'd love to find an agent that might be able to shed some light on some of that maybe i'll work on that now while that is a a pretty hilarious situation involving the titans and one of their players and i need to need to read this tweet from another titan currently i guess because this may be the funniest thing i've ever read and i know that he's also saying this tongue-in-cheek which is why it's kind of funny will compton responding to Andrew Brandt, who is talking about the franchise tag and how it's a powerful NFL management tool that essentially takes the top free agents off the market. Compton says, I always tell my agent to make sure I never get franchise tag. <laughs> Every year he responds, just keep doing what you're doing and I will make sure your team doesn't take advantage of you like that. Not everyone is as lucky, I guess. <laughs> Will, I don't think you got to worry about that, brother. <laughs> How many rosters was he on this year? I don't know, but he he finished as a Titan. He was released at some point, though, was he not? Pretty I sure. think he was on. A, he might have been on a uh, practice, a practice squad? squad somewhere. Mm-hmm. But he's a great follow, though. He did not play anywhere else, okay. other than Tennessee, hmm. where he played in twelve games and he started one. Okay. Had a fumble recovery. And 18 tackles. So. Okay. All right. He's a good follow. Oh, he's a. 
great follow. His podcast, Bussing with the Boys, is hilarious. He and Lawan, they're funny. I can't listen to the podcast just because I can't listen to Lawan. They're pretty funny. I mean, they and and Lawan is and Will is the guy who drives the podcast, which makes it a little better. Okay, but uh, I'll take your word for it. It's it's not bad. They they're just rednecks being rednecks, and it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, um, let's take a break, JP, because I got something I want to talk about on the other side of it that uh, really excited about. Um, baseball, college baseball, and college softball have started, and want to get into it just a little bit on the other side of the break. So Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns right after this. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game you can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. high school sports and beyond it's on southern middle tennessee sports today beyond is where we're going in this segment it's like the uh, bed bath and beyond movie click was it with uh christopher walken and adam sandler where he goes into the back (laughs) i want to know what's in the beyond section of bed bath and beyond do you really, though? I don't think you really want to know that. No. Probably not. Bed and bath is plenty. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. It's enough. JP, you still working on your list? I am, actually. Yep. I thought so. Yep, I'll have a list ready. We won't bother you then. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing. You do your thing. What I want to talk about is D1 Baseball, which is a... It's a website that kind of, I don't know if they are the, they are, I guess they are the authority. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have an AP poll or whatever, but D1 baseball, pretty much this is what they do. D1 baseball and baseball America are probably the two preeminent sources on college baseball across the country. And this morning, their rankings for this week, came out. D1 baseball rankings in the top five teams in the country. Four of them play baseball in the Southeastern Conference. 
Ole Miss sits atop the rankings with Arkansas at number two and Vanderbilt at number three. Mississippi State comes in at number five. Louisville, the lone non-Southeastern Conference team in the top five. What's crazy about that is that Florida is not. They're number seven. Okay. Behind Miami. Okay. Hmm. It's wild. That is wild. Um, But, I mean, if you've paid attention to college baseball over the past three, five, eight, ten, twenty years, it's not that much of a shock. There are 14 teams in the Southeastern Conference. Nine of them are in the top 25. Are in the top 21. <laughs> LSU comes in at number 11. South Carolina, 17. Tennessee, 18. Auburn, 21. So Kentucky, Missouri, Georgia. And Bama. There's one more. And Kentucky, Missouri, Georgia, Bama, A&M. And a and a pretty good program, historically. Yeah, they are. They are historically a pretty good program. And um, and Alabama has struggled for a while, but they have, um, they've made some improvements. Very, very big improvements, mm-hmm. no doubt. Uh, you, three years ago, that team couldn't have competed in the OVC. Um, we'll see if they could on Wednesday as they travel to Jacksonville <laughs> take on the Gamecocks. And that'll be fine. Um, but the Southeastern Conference, just looking at this, go back and talk. You're talking, you know, college football. Basketball, not so much. But track and field, golf, tennis, cross country, doesn't matter. The Southeastern Conference really runs the NCAA sports. <laughs> it just means more. People make fun of that. <laughs> People make fun of that. But it's the God's honest truth. <laughs> we don't have a whole lot. Mm-hmm. All right? And... and- you know, for football in particular, I think, but but you can apply this across the athletic spectrum, I think. The thing that a lot of people don't realize is until the mid to late 1960s, there were no professional sports in the southeastern region of the United States. And so, you know, your Alabamas, your Tennessees, your Georgias, they were your... Baltimore Colts or your New York Yankees or whoever else it was for these people in this area. And and it took that on and and it's continued to take that on. So again, you you can you can make fun of the saying, but that doesn't make it inaccurate. Exactly. It, it it's insane how much the southeastern conference pours into their athletics programs and a lot of that is because of exactly what you just said the people who are in people invest in those programs in those major programs there are people who are investing in the non-major sports 
But those huge investors of the footballs and the basketballs, that only helps the non-revenue sports, quote-unquote, the traditional non-revenue sports. Now, Alabama softball is a revenue sport. (laughs) They make money because they've got the best facilities in the country, and uh, they can afford to charge outrageous ticket prices. I say outrageous. I mean, it's $15 to go to a college softball game at, at Rhodes Stadium just to sit in the brickyard. But you know what? It's worth it. Well, I mean, you talk about Alabama softball. You look at some of the top gymnastics programs, you know, LSU, Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Um, You look at women's basketball, the SEC institutions were the first ones to really support women's basketball on the college level on a large scale, you know. And so they have supported that at times when that wasn't necessarily in vogue right on a national level it's just i mean it 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 does mean more i mean when you look across <laughs> you when you look at some of the other power 5 conferences in you you don't see that i mean you said 9 of 21 what's the next most represented conference well let's go take a look because uh, now I'm very curious. Um, obviously, I did not. Did you X out of it? No, I, I just I'm I'm actually I'm trying to decide if uh, if I know where all these schools exist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the ACC obviously is almost as traditionally. Hmm. You know, good as the SEC in baseball. Louisville, Miami, uh, Virginia, NC State, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, <clears throat> um, Florida State, Duke. So they've got eight. Out of the top. 25. Okay. So so the ACC and the SEC have 17 of the top 25. That's correct. Good <laughs> The only – weather. That has a little to do with it, but no West Coast. UCLA at eight, UC Santa Barbara at nine, uh, Texas Tech at ten. So yes, that does have a little to do with it. But most of the northern teams come south and play. Now, obviously, this they last can't come week, south and practice. That's well, I guess they could, but not. Re- I mean, they all have indoor facilities up there for. I hope so. They all have indoor facilities for practice and and that sort of thing, but. Most of them come down here and play in in the early spring, late winter. Uh, the there are no teams. I guess the only team north of the Mason Dixon line, it's Michigan. Uh, Michigan is not ranked. Oh, um, the reigning national runner up since there was no season in twenty twenty. West Virginia. I don't even know if that's been born north of the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't, I don't think they are. I think you're right. I don't think there's a single team north of the, the Mason-Dixon line who is ranked at this particular point. Now, obviously, you see Santa Barbara and UCLA uh, not in the south, mm-hmm. uh, and they are the only ones that, And if you don't count Texas, mm-hmm. <laughs> who are 
not in the traditional South United States. So, yes, I think weather plays a part in it. That being said, you can still rank teams based on where you think they're going to be. I mean, preseason rankings happen all the time. You know, Should Michigan be ranked? Probably. But the way D1 baseball does their rankings, they base it almost exclusively on your resume mm-hmm. to this point in the season. So you're just not going to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm not surprised. I just think it's wild that, uh, that we've seen the Southeastern conference just be so dominant in almost every sport. I mean, I, I went to look it up. I went to look up the gymnastics rankings. <laughs> the road to nationals.com has Florida number one, LSU number two, Arkansas six, Alabama seven. So four of the top 10 are in the Southeastern Conference. Four of the top seven. Four of the top seven. <laughs> but, and then you've got Kentucky, Georgia, Auburn, uh, Missouri, all in the top 25. That's that's just goofy to me. <laughs> like, it, it just, it, and then you've got guys like um, uh, who is it? Dustin Johnson that played baseball at or I'm um, played golf at Alabama. That's on the, uh, the the PGA Tour, and I think it was just Dustin Johnson. I thought Dustin Johnson played at Coastal for some reason. Uh, no, he is a Justin Thomas. That's what. It oh, is. okay, yeah. Dustin Johnson, just, Justin, Justin Thomas. Justin, yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they're on the PGA Tour. So yeah, Justin Thomas, former Alabama golfer. Um, Dustin Johnson did play at Coastal because he was on the uh, he was the guest picker on game day when they were there for that BYU game. Uh, but right now the golf golf week coaches poll: Vanderbilt number two, Tennessee number four. Georgia number six. It's just it. It's insane. Pick a sport, any sport, don't matter. <laughs> bet there's at I bet there's at least three SEC teams in the top ten. Whatever sport it is, you pick a sport. I promise you, there's three in the top ten. Whatever the 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 ranking the is the the people who do the rankings. What softball look like? That's a good question, but I guarantee you that I know Alabama and LSU are both in the top 10 um, because they played over the weekend, and I watched that. Uh, Alabama, Florida, LSU, uh, as of today, LSU dropped out of the top 10. So Alabama Oops. and Florida, the only two top 10 teams. LSU is 11th. <laughs> Kentucky is 12th. Uh, South Carolina, eighteen. Missouri 20, Georgia, I'm sorry, South Carolina, Georgia, Missouri, Arkansas are 18, 19, 20, and 21. Mississippi State dropped out, but they received votes. Auburn received votes. Tennessee received votes. You know Tennessee will be back. Yeah. 
JP, you were leaning into your mic like you had something to say. Well, and and I apologize. I was uh, preparing for our next segment. So (laughs) if you have already mentioned this, um, there is one exception about the SEC and their dominance in terms of rankings, men's basketball. Well, and that that was what we – I mean, we were talking about that. Yeah. And and we did mention that kind of. Kind of. Um, And that goes to another side sort of story for this year that we've talked about before here. The Blue Bloods in college basketball are completely down. And, you know, Kentucky, typically they would be up there. Tennessee's been flirting. Alabama is there. uh, But Alabama's the only one. Yeah, they're the only top 10 team. And they only have four in the top 25. Mm -hmm. And... And that is the and one of the reasons for that, which it's kind of like baseball, I guess, but there are three hundred and thirty plus division one basketball teams. There are also three hundred and thirty plus baseball teams, so it's not really a that's not really an excuse per se. But you don't you know, you don't see Gonzaga's and Villanova's and Creighton, Loyola, Chicago. You don't see those names. I think it's, I don't want to say easier, but just from a number standpoint, you know, if you've got three, four really good basketball players, you can, you've really got the opportunity to, to be, be special. Base, uh, most other sports don't necessarily lend themselves to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I agree with that completely. But also, I think that you see a little more parity in the basketball world. Like the, the really good basketball players don't come from the South, they come from the Midwest and North. But when we do have a, a really good class, they don't. They don't go to Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt necessarily. A lot of them are going to Belmont. A lot of them are going to, you know, smaller schools where, whereas necessarily you don't, or they're one and done, stuff like that. So, yeah, but yeah, basketball is right now a, the anomaly, which is not always the case. I mean, there are times where we've seen the SEC get, 10 teams in the in the tournament. So, it's just weird. It is weird. We didn't really have a scheduled segment for this, and when I saw those rankings, it just got me kind of fired up. So That's good. Yeah, I had uh, I had in the, uh, the, the rundown for hour two, open segment. Sometimes it's good to have an open segment. Because you never know what you're going to see. That's because, right. you know... Anyone who listens to this show knows what we do. <laughs> like we're talking, I, I could be talking about God knows what, but I'm scrolling Twitter and I'm just going to see, you know, a random thing come up and go, "Holy crap, we got to talk about that." <laughs> you know, the squirrel so, effect. It, this yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, was it yesterday? Was the uh, the anniversary of Miracle on Ice? Was it? I think it was. Really? I think yesterday was the the 30th anniversary of Miracle on Ice. Was it 81 mm-hmm. or 80? It wasn't 81. Mm-hmm. It had been an even year. Was it 80? It was or, 80. It was 80. That's crazy. Sorry, not 30, 40. 
It's been 40 years since mm-hmm. 1980. Sheesh. How does that make you feel, JP? Uh, well, you know, I wasn't around a whole lot for 80. I was um, still probably crawling a little bit. So I don't remember that, if that's what you're asking. I'm just saying, like, it's been 40 years since mm-hmm. 1980. That's, that's yep. wild. Yeah. World's changed quite a bit since 1980. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Uh, I do now. <laughs> oh, well, let's take a break. Because when we come back, we're going to talk about our top five favorite fictional college football characters on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stay tuned. It's going to be fun. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. No doubt the the sports talk show you've always wanted. Thank you to our friends down at WZYX in Franklin County hanging out with us today. I know you guys are having a good time down there. The weather here in Columbia is beautiful as we are sitting in deceptive spring mode with ice still on the front porch here at front porch radio uh, oh man and and a chair with a sign that says caution ice, caution ice. hey at least you've been warned <laughs> yeah until you get on the other side but you got to get on the other side of the shrubs to see it you can tell you uh, i have a, a lawyer who owns a station <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer disclaimer Disclaimer. It's like the it's like the wet floor. walk at your own risk. Uh-huh. Huh? It's the wet floor sign from Tennessee Girls yeah. Women's Hoops. What was that about? I don't get it. I don't know what the wet floor sign is. <laughs> they they took pictures with it after the win against South Carolina and the win against uh was it Kentucky? Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know what it's about. I guess they didn't take funny. pictures of it the so, Sunday. No, they did not. Yeah, oh. I'm not sure how deceptive it is, Chris. 61 degrees out there. No, no, it's deceptive because it feels like spring, but mm, winter's okay, coming back. Okay, uh, winter's coming. Yeah. <laughs> winter's coming back, yeah, so you think okay. it's spring. Oh, just kidding. Okay, all right. It's not. I got you. Not yet. It's not. It's just, it's just a warm winter day. It, it, it's a warm winter day. That's exactly what it's it is. a teaser. It, it's exactly what it is, JP. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to enjoy it while it's here. Hey, uh, the athletic... Uh, or I'm sorry, A Sun had a uh, press conference this morning. <laughs> the Atlantic Sun. I, the, I know they prefer the A Sun conference, but no. Uh, the A Memphis State over here. Yeah, exactly. The A Sun had a press conference this morning, and they are going to team up with the Western Athletic Conference, the WAC, to join forces for the 2021 football season. Oh, good lord! Wow. So I don't know. That's some. 
It's they're so travel. What? Yeah. Now, what I'm expecting is they'll play as divisions, and just have one championship. Division championship will they'll play a division championship. This allows them to have an auto bid. I didn't realize the WAC was an FCS conference. Who's in the WAC? They are in football. Um. So. <clears throat> Anyway, um, in the WAC, you're going to have Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, okay. Abilene Christian, Lamar. Uh, okay, see, I thought, all those Southland see, teams. I, exactly. Mm. I thought all of those were Southland. And then. So Nap- does, it, does the Southland still exist? No. Um, as far as I can tell. Where was I? Now you will have. <laughs> they will join Tarleton State, which we know. Just got a big win over New Mexico State mm-hmm. and Dixie State, which, by the way, is in Utah. In case y'all weren't aware. Dixie State is in Utah. Dixie State is in Utah, gotcha. yes. And they're not going to be Dixie State for much longer. I think they I just came up to Division One, or in the process. They may not even be completely Division One. They may be in transition, sort of like Tarleton State. Oh, I lied. Southland does exist, although it's funny because they still have Central Arkansas in here. <laughs> Oops. Um, Houston Baptist, Incarnate Word, McNeese, Nichols, Northwestern State, and Southeastern Louisiana. So that is your Southland Conference. Okay. Your WAC Conference will be Abilene, Christian, Dixie State, Lamar, South Sam Houston, Southern Utah, Stephen F. Austin, and Charleston State. Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin are perennial powers. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Jacksonville State on the other side, Eastern Kentucky, perennial power, Kennesaw State, perennial powers at this point. So this is going to be a heck of a conference. Yeah, well, that Kennesaw State-Dixie State game is going to attract a lot of folks. But why? Exactly. I was being sarcastic. But why? No, uh, yeah. 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 I, I Sarcasm eyes in case you weren't watching on I can't Facebook. Im- I, can't imagine that, uh, I can't imagine that Dixie State's going to be in the conference championship game. My guess is they're going to play division schedules only, and then their champion, the division champions will play for a championship, and then that's who that – Again, they're only doing this for one year, it appears, right now, and two, to get an auto bid. It's the only reason they're doing this. Is is UNA football, are they eligible for yes. conference championship now? Yes. They have uh, done their their time? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we got to get to the Top 5 Tuesday, which is brought to you by Mid-South 5 Fitness. Each and every Tuesday, Top 5 Tuesday. Mid-South 5 Fitness is the best way to keep that New Year's resolution going throughout Locations in Franklin and Columbia. Visit them on Facebook, Instagram today. All right. I got an honorable mention. Anybody else got an honorable mention? Yeah, I'm still finalizing my order, so yes. Honorable mention, Mo? I've got two honorable mentions for best fictional college football character. Um, And I'm going to warn you, these are kind of obscure because I'm kind of an obscure guy. I don't know. Um, Coach Odom, the character played by Ozzie Davis in School Days, Spike Lee, a Spike Lee joint from 1988. Um, Never he, seen that. He, he, school he, Days. School Days. D-A-Z-E? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gives a great halftime locker room speech that ends up with, do you want me to lose my job? Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. But, um, and, um, Hayden Fox, 
Craig T. Nelson's character from Coach, the um, long-running sitcom. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, uh, by the way, because that um, added to what I've got. Uh, my honorable mentions, um, I, I think Michael Orr, The Blind Side. He's not fictional, though. Well, He's real. Well, I mean, that it's... It's based. The, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind it's of fictional enough. Okay. It's kind of a fictional a, enough. I, I was really annoyed looking at these lists and being a lot of remember the Titans names on there, and I'm like, they were all real people. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, that was also high school, but anyway. I, yeah. But yeah. Uh, and yeah. then uh, let's see. Um, and this is another one that that is blurry. Blurry in terms of the uh, fictional Ernie Davis. The the that's a great the movie. Express. The Express is a great movie. Because it's, I just found this out in researching this, that apparently the movie is based on a book written about University of North Carolina. Interesting. But no, no, wait, that's something else. No. That's something else. No, this is, this no is Ernie accurate. Davis is from Syracuse. Davis. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was thinking, of, I, I got that story about North Carolina and, and other characters that I'll bring up later. So. Okay, then. I'll My honorable then. mention go. is Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Because he was only good at one thing, so I can't. He wasn't like a great football player. Run. All right, here we go. Number five, Mo. My number five is Johnny Walker, the Anthony Michael Hall character in Johnny B. Good. That almost made my list. Yeah. That I, I like. That that's a good one. Yep. Mine is put the women and children to bed. Boys were looking for dinner. Joe Kane. Joe Kane from the program. <laughs> um. My number five, necessary roughness. We go to Texas State. Paul Blake, although Simbad honorable mention in this one, his <laughs> character maybe Simbad's probably the better character. I'll do a one and one a on my five on that one. All right, number four. My number four is Darnell Jefferson from the program, played by Omar Epps. Yeah. See, JP stole my thunder. Paul Blake's number four because I. That's such a anyway. Yeah, he's the perfect college football quarterback. Just in that movie, it's just, it, it's fantastic. I've just liked Scott Bakula in everything. Yeah, he's I, I, I watch NCIS New Orleans regularly. But Sinbad was a great character. Sinbad's a great character. Then, um, all number right, four? Uh, number four. Just because of the uh, the time I grew up and the quotable. Um, moments in this movie, Bobby Boucher, the Water Boy. I mean, Adam Sandler. It's everybody knows. Everybody knows that one. Mm-hmm. It's a great, sure. memorable character. Absolutely, I don't disagree. Number three. Number three. Going back to Coach Luther Van Dam. Um, Hayden Fox's assistant, played by Jerry Van Dyke. So. I have Hayden Fox as my number three. Okay. Love Hayden. I watched that show. I liked da- Dauber, right? Mm-hmm. I liked pretty Dauber good. more yeah. than anybody on this show, but Hayden Fox was just a really good character. Uh, Luther, and Van D- Luther was just so <sighs> off the wall. Jerry just... Van Dyke is one of the greatest actors I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But I had Hayden Fox at number three. All right. JP, number three? Number three, uh, going with um, uh, Rudy Rudiger. Blurry, but yeah. Memorable. And yes, but yeah. Okay. 
I'm a blurry kind of guy. That's I'm okay. We're, we're okay with that. I'm all great. Okay. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> My number two is Andre Krim from Necessary Roughness. Sinbad. That's it. He probably got it right more than we did mm-hmm. on, on Necessary Roughness. Yep. Although... Paul cer- Blake is great. I certainly wanted to include hmm. my favorite kicker. The kicker. Kathy oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland. Uh, my, num- my number two, Mama Said, Bobby Boucher. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about the best yeah. college football players in the history of movies, Bobby Boucher's on the list. Like, he's a guy I'm drafting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Who's your number two? Uh, number two, I'm going combo because of the same movie. I'm going um, uh, Gavin Gray, the Gray Ghost, played by Dennis Quaid, and Lawrence, played by John Goodman, and Everybody's All American on LSU from the late fifties. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. That is okay. Dennis John, Quaid's a great, yeah, he underrated sports movie actor. Dennis Quaid, and he's in a lot of them. The rookie, very underrated. He was also the coach for Ernie Davis. That's right. He was. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, very underrated mm-hmm. as a sports movie actor. Okay. My number one is Bobby Boucher. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I did not see that one coming, Mo, from you. Ba- 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 Mama, ma- said. Mama, Mama said. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have any post-it notes to lay down on this one. But now my number one, no matter what. <laughs> Vontae sh- Mack, baby. <laughs> I meant to make him honorable mention because he's he's a college football character in a pro football movie. So that's a little gray, but, but absolutely. No matter what. No matter what, Vontae Mack. Vontae Mack. All right, I'm doubling up on my number one, too, and I'm glad you mentioned this. Uh, Coach, one of my all-time favorite uh, sitcoms. Hayden Fox, Luther Van, the whole, the whole thing, just all three coaches. It's, it's all that, they're all in that there. office. That that's my number one. That right. office oh. was just mm. nope. some of the greatest sports TV in the history. Had a pretty pretty good cabin too. Oh, yeah. Hayden did that cabin was mm. sweet. Yep. I mean, if I had to live somewhere cold, that would yep. be the great setup. Yeah. Oh, man. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. If you missed any part of today's show, don't forget to check it out on the uh, the podcast. Um, so we got to draw for our winner for last week's. We will draw for our winner. We'll let you know on, on Twitter who our winner is for our $50 gift card. Make sure to vote and retweet on that on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Thank you guys for hanging out. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stay cool, Columbia. Columbia.